Hello, everyone. This is Brian once again with Good Dog Workshop. We're your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with the dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thank you, everyone, for joining us once again. I apologize. It's been so long since we've had a uh, podcast here. I'm flying solo tonight, um, and I was just out walking the dogs, um, and it was it was dark out. We were up at, uh, at Vint Hill, and Red and Ariel, the, the my cattle dog and... Uh, and the and the chocolate lab were all of a sudden they were honed in on something off to our right, and it was fairly dark out there. There's not too many street lights where we were then, um, but they were both staring at it, and their heads were were pretty still, which means that they're um, they're basically hunting something, and couldn't figure out what it was. And I was looking for silhouettes along the along the you know the ground, the the variations in. Um, in dark and light there and finally realized, oh, there's deer over there. So this made me think of a really important topic, but I don't think this is going to be a long podcast. And what this is, is uh, know your dog. And that's the tagline of the company. It's on the back of our shirts, know your dog. And what I mean by that is not, oh, he likes milk bones over jerky treats, or he likes riding in cars, or he likes my friend Rob, but not my friend Susan. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is know your dog's body language and and know what he's thinking, meaning to be able to look at your dog, check out his te- tail, his head, his ears, um, uh, his breathing, the pace at which he's at which he's walking, um, you know, his eyes, his, his mouth, all of these things to be able to look at your dog, read him and know what all that put together means and then be able to predict his his behavior so that you know, okay, don't need to worry about that. Everything's cool. He's, you know, nice and loose. Or, uh-oh, he's focused in on a squirrel or a rabbit or a person or something he's concerned about or whatever and know that you need to need to take action there. Um, and this is this comes up a lot with, with clients, especially lately. So that's why I wanted to, to talk about this this tonight. Um, so one of the things that uh, that we encounter a lot when we're when we're working our dogs is up in the up in the neighborhood a little bit. There's there's a doodle and a and a young beagle who essentially like to snipe us. They'll be in their garage and the neighbors the owners keep the garage door open a bit, um, or the doodle will be on the far side of the house and he can see us down the slope of the of the street. He can see us coming probably sooner than we could see him, and so oftentimes he'll just hang out around the the side of his house or behind a car in the driveway or in the garage. And then when we get right up in front of the house, then he'll come out barking and charging. And, you know, obviously he gets a, gets a benefit from that, um, by doing that. But Ariel is always the first one to let me know whether he's there or not, because she alerts to that. Her ears will come up and she'll stare and her breathing gets excited you know, she wants to meet this dog, and, and we never have because the dog, the owners don't walk the dog anymore. So it's just he's he and the beagle are on his electric fence, and we're just walking by. So we don't stop and, and greet these guys because I haven't met the people yet. Um, but Ariel will, will alert on that, and it's from a few houses away usually. So if I don't see him and I see her alert on him, and then, because sometimes she is wrong about this, but and then I, I see red alert on the dog too, then I have a pretty good chance that of knowing that the dog is going to is going to be there and sometimes it's the beagle sometimes it's the doodle but i would say overall they tend to 
um, get more excited about the about the doodle rather than rather than the beagle, even though they both come out and barking and and carrying on. And what this looks like is, like I said, um, Ariel's breathing will change. So instead of just the just the normal, <sighs> she gets a little raspier, a little bit deeper, and it's. <sighs> Almost like she's pulling against the the leash, but but she's not when she first starts doing this. So the breathing gets a little more excited. Uh, definitely on Ariel, the ears come up. They're you know they're drop ears on on a Labrador, obviously, but uh, but they'll come up kind of the tops of the ears are, are flat. Um, even with her, even with the top of her skull there, um, and again she's going to tend to tend to look at the at the object that's interesting her. So she's going to be looking at the dog, and she's usually on my left at that point. So she's kind of looking across me, from looking across my path, and then. Um, her head is also not bobbing and, and not so not so loose. Now she doesn't show as much um, interest through her tail in situations like this as as Red does. But that's generally what I look for in in Ariel. Oh, and also she will drop whatever she's carrying. She's carrying a ball or a bone or a stick or whatever it is. She'll always drop it when she thinks the the dog is there. So she gives me plenty of information on whether that she thinks this dog is there. And the one thing that uh, that we always forget is they. Can smell these guys, and so if the if the dog is out, chances are the scent is going to be a lot stronger to them. So you know we don't think in in those terms. We can smell a skunk or whatever the weird smell is up at Vent Hill going on the past few days, or walking by Columbia Gas. We can smell natural gas, but we can't smell if there's you know the doodle down the street if he's around the corner of his house. We can't smell the Australian Shepherd down the down the next street who also likes to likes to snipe us but these guys can so you know that's a great indicator of uh of whether there's something that the dog is excited about and it could be positive or, or negative i i'd heard that uh in vietnam um and maybe maybe in in iraq and other wars as well is that the the soldiers liked having a dog around because the dog could smell the the enemy um, you know, possibly sneaking up on the camp or or even hear them and, and would alert to them. And that's part of why, you know, humans and, and dogs came together in the first place was we gave them food, you know, an, an easy meal, and they gave us warning of a potential threat coming near our, our encampment or whatever it may be at that at that point. Um, so that's Ariel. So when we're coming up to, to something that, that interests Red, like this doodle or, or the or the or the deer, Actually, there's a little bit of difference there. When we're coming up to a dog that, that he sees or smells or hears or, or senses in some way, um, he gets his ears pricked up. Um, and, you know, he's got, he's got pricked ears like a normal cattle dog. So they're, they're up, um, but they're also pretty close together. And they're pointed very much forward rather than down a little bit to the sides with a, a shallower angle between them and, um, and not pointed so stark forward so his ears are, are in alert position his breathing also changes um and his head will will turn so he's pointed at at something and red's tail comes up pretty pretty stiffly at, at that point it comes up all the way and it, it it'll get stiff in most cases and that gets stronger all of those signals get stronger the closer we get to the object of interest now with the deer tonight um he 
he knows that it's it's a it's a, a something that he wants to chase rather than we just pass by the, this dog that's barking at us something he wants to chase like the deer and he was off leash when he first saw it so it took me a few seconds to figure out oh it's a deer over there so i called him over which is awesome uh and he um and i put him back on on leash and then then we walked by but when he was paying attention to the deer his tail wasn't up and his although his ears were up his head was a little bit lower because he was going into an instinctive or instinctual whichever the right word is stalking mode of something to chase which i think it's so cool um but anyway my my point in all this is to pay attention to your dog because these guys are giving us so many signals so many visual cues that most people you know, know in to one degree or another with a with a person. You know, if someone is is standing a certain way, or they have their arms crossed, or or they don't have their arms crossed, or you know, if they have facial features, the eyebrows do a certain thing, or you know, you get an eye roll, or the eyes look a certain way, or they rub their chin. There's all sorts of you know visual cues there for people, but. Dogs are just as easy to read. We just need to teach ourselves and, and practice knowing how to, to how to read them. And so that's part of the dog language, the, the communication that they use with each other. Um, and these guys are expert at not only reading each other and other animals, but they're expert at reading us. So it's that much more important that we become expert at reading reading them as well. You know, like I said, the ears, the tail, the the general position of the of the head, uh, the lips and, and mouth, um, you know the the feet how they're how they're how they're moving meaning how softly they they're moving, um, whether you know the the feet are coming a little bit closer together a little bit further apart whether the overall body seems to kind of flow or is a little bit more rigid. Um, you know, you also watch for the for the nostrils to be going because that'll that'll give you some indication that they're looking for a scent or or trying to figure out what it is their smell or they don't they're not working their nose right now because they're just focusing on on eyes and ears and that may be they've already processed what the smell is what the animal is and they've decided I can be eyes and ears because I want to chase it or I want to see what it's going to do instead and don't forget the breathing you know, the breathing is very important because that's that's one of those cues that usually when a dog is breathing heavy that means that he's onto something and he's he's about to you know maybe lunge or get excited about it or, or bark or or whatever it may be um, but just just wanted to remind everyone that that these guys are giving us a ton of information all the time and we get a lot of calls from people saying, you know, my dog's been great with my, my kids or great with me or my husband or whatever. And all of a sudden, just out of the blue, he snapped at me or he lunged at me or he growled at me. And, you know, 99 times out of 100, in, in my experience, it's not out of the blue. The dog has been giving us cues. We just haven't been reading them properly or reading them in the, at the right moment. So... If you pay attention to to your dog's body language, chances are nothing's going to surprise you anymore. And once you understand the body language and, and what they're about to do doesn't surprise you, they become predictable. And when a dog is predictable, we know exactly what uh, what we need to do 
from situation to situation. We see see something in our dog's body language that tells us, now nah, everything's cool, don't need to worry about that. See something else in the in the parts of the body and put all that together and say, you know what, I need to step in and, and address this so that my dog doesn't escalate into behavior that I don't want. Um, so anyway, that's uh, that's you know reading dog body language, and that's uh, that's the know your dog podcast topic. Thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate it, and we will catch you next time. Don't forget to. Uh uh, to subscribe to our podcast and please give us a five star rating and tell your friends about us so they can find out more about uh, about dogs and, and learn more themselves and also follow us on Facebook and and YouTube and we've got a couple of big videos coming up that will be professionally done that we we hope you all enjoy in the meantime um, please feel free to call or email at any point um, to let us know what you think of the show and if you have any questions the number here is 703 489 1319 and you can reach me directly uh, either by by calling or texting that number and you can email me directly at brian at gooddogworkshop.com thank you very much for joining us and we'll catch you next time